Pickaxe. We are halfway through Cast Party's anniversary month, so be sure you're not missing out on all the free extra goodies that we're giving away this month. To celebrate Cast Party's anniversary month, we have brand new limited edition merch that you can only get for two more weeks before it's locked back in the vault. Brand new designs and returning favorites like Matthias's university sweater and Xander's supreme hoodie, as well as stickers, mugs, and all sorts of other goodies. Snag behind-the-scenes episodes of your favorite Cast Party episodes this month, and to end the celebration, you all will be getting the highly anticipated final installment of Enter the Pungeon on December 1st. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to join the cast and crew over at patreon.com slash castparty if you love all the exclusive bonus goodies that you're getting this month. We hope to see you on the Discord. We love chatting with every single one of you. Come hang out. We'll see you there. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello everyone, and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. My name is Jose Polino, or at DM Jose P on TikTok and other fun socials, and I will be your director for today. I am joined, of course, by my very, very, very excited to be here cast and crew, and we'll go ahead and introduce them now with Ryan. Hi, Ryan McManus. I'll be playing Rowan Fair Isle, Half-Light of Salune, seeking to bring a sense of calm and comfort to those lost in the dark. You can find me on my personals at Ryan.McManus or running the cast party socials at CastPartyDD. Awesome, and Andy. Hello, beautiful nerds. My name is Andy, and I will be playing Five, one of the seven, Shepherd Commission for Recovery by the Haven Eye. And you can find me at Mr. Dandy DM on TikTok, YouTube, and on all the other socials. Annie. Hello, I'm Annie. I'm playing Rid, Gaslight, Gatekeep, Ghoul Boss. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Cantrip, C-A-N-N-E. And finally, we have Sin. Salutations, my name is Sin, and I will be playing Zue, collector of chronicles aspiring to adjust the archives of Aboria. And you can find me on all my socials at sensationally.me, C-I-N instead of S-E-N. So last time we met, you all gathered around this certain area within Arboria that seemed to have this tree that acted more as this horror take on a treehouse that does not belong to anyone except for what seemed like the hags that you all faced earlier in your adventures. After being up here, you found papers, information, a lot of things tracing back to Seven and Commander Adrian. After not only finding Adrian's literal flesh hands propped on a shelf that Zue went ahead and played around with, you also found pieces of Seven. You found Adrian's Arcanum symbol. You found a whole collection of things that were just scattered pieces. But there was a hole in the shack atop of this tree where Seven seemed to have escaped from. Five very focused and determined went after this trail where you ended up finding more and more pieces of Seven. Meanwhile, the black smoke sort of 
entities that were inside of these cages suspended from the tree branch were talking to Rid. But sure enough, Five, you reached this clearing. It had these rocks that were coming out at an angle in a circular fashion. If you were to look at it from above, this circle of stone and then the smaller one inside where Seven was in pieces torn. If you were to look at it from high above the sky, it would look like an eye. And you journeyed up ahead and you found Seven, all dismembered, broken in pieces, and this hooded, cloaked individual with these beautiful, long, white porcelain-like hands stretched out to you, introduced themselves as your humble servant and asked that if you wish to speak to seven you would have to offer something up to which at that point five you offered your sickle you handed it to this individual this individual took it and told you that time was ticking as seven woke up met eyes with you and shouted in your direction and that is where we pick up our story as you see Seven now, all of the pieces that were sort of like suspended in air from the smaller set of rocks that are protruding from the ground where it sort of like seemed to have pierced his entire body and then just dismembered it. You now see it all sort of come together. The pieces now begin to join up as he shouted to you, Five, you fool. You see now as his arm begins to click on and there are pieces of, of Seven that are now coming back together as his eyes adjust and are looking to you very bewildered, ripped, tattered, dented in certain parts of his armor. The three of you, you're not there. You are all actually still by the outer trees that are keeping you from heading into this little clearing. You can see five, but you can't really see a lot of what's happening in that general direction. So with that, I would like to begin with you three. What are the three of you doing? Can we back up for a sec? Zue, you said that you think the Arcanum's been reading your notes? You take notes on everything. Yeah, what is that about? I, I just mean Ilianas' face kind of just... came out of my book. Like a drawing. You know when you're trying to, like, maybe smother someone's face with fabric and they try to push their face out of the fabric? More like that. Is, is this a common experience that you have? Even I can't say I've done that. No, like, it's not a common, it's just something I've seen. I can picture it. Yeah, it, it, it looked like that, but coming out of my book page, and it was interesting. Red kind of pinches the bridge of her nose with her thumb and her forefinger. Okay, so Ilionas' face came out of your book, and you think that the Arcanum might be reading your notes. Have you been taking notes about how the Arcanum seems to have done so many terrible things here? It's partially because of Ilianos' face, but also... You remember how I was doing the fingerprints? Yeah. My book kind of confirmed that it was Atriant, and like, from what I understand about magic and the arcane, it kind of seemed like the book recognized that this was a member of the Arcanum. And kind of, yes, I have been taking notes on it, but it's more like I have a theories chapter where I just write theories about things. So like, I have written a little bit about how like, Maybe the Arcanum is not as good as I thought it was. So what I'm hearing is the Arcanum has lots of information. 
on all of us, on Arborea, everything. Maybe. We don't know that for sure. Red looks uncertainly at Rowan. If an Arcanum book confirmed an Arcanum member that is capable of blinking and apparently showing faces, I think they know quite a bit about what happens to be in that book, which probably involves theory pages on every single one of us, doesn't it? They're not really theory pages so much as, like, character bios. You know, like, when you introduce a bunch of characters in a story, and it's like, they're this tall, their hair looks like this, this is kind of what the personality is like. Okay, but what if the Arcanum ends up being bad, and then they just know all of these things about us? Zue, like, pauses and just, like, thinks and stares off into space for a second and shakes her head. I don't think Ilianos would do that. He gave me the book. Even if the Arcanum's like that, I don't think Ilianos would be like that. Speaking of Ilianos, when his face protruded from your book, did it speak? Yes, um, it did tell us to leave here as soon as possible and that it wasn't very safe here. Oh, okay. Things that we have been told by the Freaky Tree people and everyone we've come in contact with since we came here. Got it. What makes you so sure that you can trust Ilianos? Zue looks and thinks very pensively for a bit. I suppose the same reason that I think I can trust you. Neither of you have really hurt me or led me astray yet. If he came to your book and tried to help you, I guess that says something. But we still don't know how to get out of here. We have to find that thing, right? What was it called? Thorimbasite. That's that's something. That's a thing we have to do. Doesn't Five know the most about that? And technically, if Five finds Seven, maybe Seven would know, since Seven's been here a long time? True, he got here. He might know a way out. Or he might be stuck too. I'm also just going to throw out there that I think something's really wrong with Olga. If we have the time, I'd really like to go check on her. Who knows, maybe the hags know something. They seem to know stuff based on all that writing they had in their hut. But I'm very worried at this point, to be honest. Can you still get a sense of her? The way, like, Rowan senses Salune? Rowan points at the moon. Yeah, I was waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Red's gonna reach out in her brain the way she's been doing. Your connection to Olga is very strange. Whenever you do this, you're sort of almost like praying, putting it out there, hoping something comes out of it. And you stand there as the wind picks up the sky above you just gets darker and more gray the colors of your skin fade along with zue's and rowan's and from the distance you just see the makeup of five and like an arrow striking the body you feel something hit you and you turn your head to the right and there just on the opposite side of this clearing you see a fog begin to roll in. And as it does, in the fog, you see, and only you see this, you see what looks like a very tall individual, all black cloak, 
but the hood is actually pulled back to reveal a immaculate and beautiful elven face, medium long ears, and these piercing white eyes. It just turns to you. In that moment when you're trying your best to find that connection, when you're trying to find whatever you can to seek Olga, you feel in that moment that this individual is hearing you, that this individual is looking to you. From what you can see, long white hair, beautifully rich skin adorned in these jet black robes. It's just standing off in the fog. I'll say more so for uh, Zui and Rowan. You can see the fog. You just can't see this individual. This individual looks to you. I can show you where she is. All you have to do is just come this way. You fascinate me. Rid's going to take a few steps toward this stunning elf person. As you begin to walk, he extends his hands out from his robes. And you just see these beautiful, long, white hands with semi-long nails. And he just gestures to you before sort of like going into a space where there's just a cluster of trees behind him. And he just says again, You fascinate me, Rid. Everything about you fascinates me. If you wish to find Olga, if you wish for that connection to be mended, all you have to do is grant me an audience with you. And he begins to like fade into the fog, into the darkness. Rid is still stepping. This slow, almost trance-like walk. You begin to walk forward. You guys now notice Rid is just stepping away from the trees. Are we supposed to be following Rid? I assumed we were going to five. I don't know why she's straying off. Okay, um, maybe I'll just walk really quietly and close behind. You follow Rid. I'll go see what's up with five. Can I try and sneak and make sure Rid doesn't see me? Sure. <laughs> make a stealth check. 24. Zuwei's unsure if Rid is in some kind of magical trance, because right now I'm going in with the thought that it might be the thing that tried to invade Rowan's mind before. How far off a straight line to five do they sort of meander? I know you said to get to them you had to go past five. Five is about 100 feet away from you. They are maybe like 30-ish feet to the right. Rid's not walking very fast. It's just like, ooh, what is that kind of thing? Like... I haven't wandered very far at all if you want to stop me. Zue, following Rid, is going to look back at Rowan with her hand out, ready to, like, tap Rid, but unsure she should. If they're wandering a bit too far, and Zue is, like, questioning to motion to Rid or something, Rowan will just, like, shrug. Almost like a cocked, sure, why not? As he is just beelining it, but not, like, not in a rush towards five to make sure that he still has them in their, uh, in his sight. As five, in that moment, the leg that you're holding five begins to vibrate and it gets sucked to the position where it should be for seven. And there it begins to link up all the pieces, the, the actual tree bark and everything that makes it up begins to connect it as from everywhere 
small pieces of metal begin to fly out and now begin to basically build Seven back to his complete form. And essentially what you see now as he begins to stand trying to find his footing, Seven grabs you and pulls you down. What are you doing here? Five? What are you doing here? You called. Kind of looks to you like almost like if it's if you were playing. And he just strikes you. You saw me, Five. You saw me in pieces. You're probably here with Six. Find him. Tell him to meet up. We can discuss this later. I don't know how much time we have before he comes back. But just do your part and and I don't know. Let's 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 get out of here. And you watch us now. He almost seems completely disconnected from it all. He is just now looking around and to you spending time with Seven, he feels like he's just trying to like act normal. Like he's just trying to get back to almost like business as usual. And you watch now as he just kind of turns around. He goes, all right, well, I uh, don't, uh, I don't remember where we are. Five is just going to reach because seven is significantly smaller than five. And so five is going to gently reach down and just sort of hold seven shoulders. What is going on, seven? Tell me what, what is going on, brother? You and your brothers are not made of flesh. For you to shiver, it's a different experience. For you to cry, it's a different experience. For you to express fear, it's a much different experience than that of, in many ways, your fellow adventurers. When you touch Seven, what connects you, the validite within the both of you, pulses rapidly and you know this signifies adrenaline a seven seems to be composed but is pretty shaken and he looks to you and then doesn't look to you and is trying to look around and his hand catches yours on his shoulder I don't know five I don't know anything anymore the way that five sort of compiles and stores memories they're very much like flashbacks and pieces like of, of, of a puzzle, like an incomplete puzzle. Five is going to sort of like very quickly try to go back through his memories and see if there's anything about the way Seven is saying things or doing things or moving that reminds him of a previous memory. Five knows what he saw through the Haven Eye. And it is not the way... Seven is behaving right now. It's pieces. What comes to you are moments between you, you, six, and seven, where the three of you were discussing elements of things, when you were sort of all talking about Brandarium in different ways. You're pulling emotions from ways in which seven has described what these emotions would feel like to him. Right When you've discussed how scared they would be if Berndarium would fall under attack or something like that, that maybe this is how Seven would react, right? These, these kind of conversations that you've had together. But what you're seeing essentially in front of you, you've never seen before. What you're essentially looking at right now is someone who just woke up, completely disoriented. Seven, 
Brother, it's... it's just me. Impossible, impossible. We're not in Berndarium. Six is back in Berndarium. It's just me. Five, not realizing it, just sort of feeling his grip sort of tighten on Seven's shoulders. Seven, what is the last thing that you remember? At the same time he asks this question, Five is just going to sort of frantically look around to find where the figure that took the sickle has gone to. Only you would be a fool, Five, to go anywhere without Six. (laughs) I mean, what is there to do? And at that point, when you turn your head in the midst of his rambling, there in the darkness, the same hooded cloak with the same white porcelain hands, no sickle in his hands, but fingers crossed, almost staring in your direction. And that is to the left of you. So again, if we're looking at a clock with five in the center, Rid saw a figure at three o'clock, five, you're seeing a figure at 10 o'clock. As you say, what's the last thing you remember? You watch a seven coast. <laughs> only, 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 only you would be alone. Why to travel in your adventures? I remember everything. I see it all. And in that moment, his arm falls down, and pieces begin to break off of him. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I saw him there. And he led me astray. He betrayed me. He took me for what I was, and and, and abused of all of it. And all of a sudden, as he snaps back, he says, "There is no need." and the arm connects back to him. He says, there's there's no need for you five to be here alone. Hell, if you brought three, I would understand. And you know three. You're playing. Get rosy. I've come home. I'm here, okay? I'm, I, I, want, I want to be here now. I, I, I want my brothers. I want home. I miss it. I miss you. And you see, at this point, He holds your arms and he pulls them away to reassure you. But he's struggling because of your hard grip. And as he begins to pull, he goes, Five, listen, brother, please. Sarne! Sarne! Begins to scream in your direction. Betrayed me! And then stops. And then just falls to the ground. Exhausted and winded. And Rowan, at that point, from the distance, you hear, and all of you heard the screams now, but Rowan, you kind of begin to arrive as you hear a thud of heavy metal hitting the ground, and you turn again to see the hooded figure extends his hands out and fade into the darkness of the trees. Where are Rid? Rowan and Zue. I'll say now you turn around slowly but surely. You see Rid walking, Zue trailing behind, and then not too far behind you, Rowan. Upon hearing the scream, Zue is gonna grab Rid though, like her shirt. Rid hearing the screams also turned her head. Five, while still trying to pick up Seven in his arms, turns, sees Zue and Rid and, and Rowan slightly behind, and it's like, be careful. Be careful. Did you did you see that? Did you see him? The, 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 the hooded figure. And he's going to point in the direction of where this thing was, hoping that they saw something. For you, Zue, as you sort of like begin to look in that same direction where Five saw his, what you wouldn't know this, you would just know that it's in that direction. You see 
from behind the trees. Ilionas. You know, Ilionas in his sort of shy, manic state just waves to you. And then Rowan, you look frantically where Five is asking you to look and you don't see anything. Except for Selune. In the direction in which Rid is going. But she is, she looks scared. Rowan, it is dark in here. What kind of darkness are we talking about? The kind of darkness my light cannot pierce. The second he hears that, he is getting eyes on every single one of his party members. My head is racing because prior to the book thing, Zue sat at 100% dedication to Ilianos. Like, no matter what, every negative thing was Ilianos was not the one who did this. This was a different part of the Arcanum. The, the book thing's weirding her out a little bit, but she's also unsure if the book thing is a trick of someone in Arborea. Like, we, she doesn't know. Zue's gonna run. She's gonna bolt towards Ilianos. Can I actually try to grab Zue as she's leaving my reach? With my negative one strength. Give me dexterity saving throw. And then, Rid, you're just going to do a acrobatics. Oh, okay. I got 25 because I crit. I got a seven. <laughs> Zoe stands there and looks. Rowan, in that minute, after you finish conversing with Selune, you can't help but feel the edge of your, of your vision. Rid sort of like turn. And then Rid, you notice it too. And before Rowan, you can say anything. Zui just begins to run. And Rid, in that moment, you try to extend out and you try to grab her and she just keeps running. And now five, you hear the the footsteps. Zue beginning to beeline in your direction, in the same direction where your hooded cloaked individual took the sickle from you. At the first sign of motion, everyone, no, something, is out there. Zue, please do not leave. Salune warned me that something is about. Something, some things. Stop. Five gives up his hold on seven. Like, turns, sees Zue just charging in that direction and immediately cast hold person at second level on Zue. Zue has to beat a 15 on a wisdom save. 17. Rowan, do you just say what you say? Are you doing anything or are you just you just sort of put that out there that that warning? I am putting the warning out there and I am staying with the majority of my party. If Zue wants to run, she can run, but I will end my warning after yelling stop. We are not safe here. Ilianas from the trees just kind of disappears from within. And in that moment, five, you see it all happen and you connect it. She's heading in the same direction of the individual that you just gave your sickle to. You have to stop this. You cast hold person. Nothing. You feel Zue, your entire body almost freeze for a second before you break through. So Zue seeing all these people trying to stop her is going to slow down. She's going to stop right by five. 
So as all of you tensing, waiting to see what Zue will do next. As Rid, you see Zue run and then immediately stop. And as you arrive, you now see another figure that seems to resemble Five slouched on the floor. As you arrive next to him, you see Seven. And Seven looks up to you and says, He's inside now. You can't escape him. Sorry, who are you? Who's inside? Zue, uh, this is Seven. Seven, this is Zue. Oh, oh, um, uh, Zue, like, fixes her shirt up and she puts her hand out. I'm Zue. I've been traveling with Five. Many great things. I would ask how you are, but, um, you don't look that great right now. You watch as this point, Seven stumbles to get up. Now you see that the pieces that are connected to him are very well intact, but five, you can tell that they're being held on just barely. It's almost like an illusion of completion is there, but you know it is not. Can I detect magic on seven right now? I want to know what magic specifically is holding him together right now. You essentially are experiencing transmutation. You are seeing a control of energy that is working in tandem with the Validite. You see the connection that exists from within all of you that makes you who you are, but you see the traces of transmutation wrap around those broken pieces. You see it wrap around the leg, you see it wrap around the arm, the fingers, those tiny bits of details. I take a supportive hand, and as I do, I sort of look down at my at my waist where the sickle used to hang, and I put my arm like underneath his arm, and I sort of hoist him up, and I I see Rowan. Before this, when I, we were leaving the, the the tree, Five was just completely single-minded, was not really listening to anyone, and it's in this moment that Five sees Rowan. Rowan, I I I found him. I, I found I found seven and I, I five gestures at at seven. It's nice to finally put a face to a name. You're all sort of looking in the direction of seven, but seven is not looking at any of you. He's just kind of has his head hung down almost like in shame towards the small jagged rocks that protrude from the ground where all of his pieces were connected where he was sort of like pierced through and kebobbed in a way. That is what he's kind of looking down at. And then looks up and he now looks to you, Five, and he says, Five, you really didn't come here with Six, did you? No, Seven. No, I did not. I'll be honest, I didn't... I didn't hope to see you in this... world. I was originally on a quest of my own making, like we talked many years ago about finding a new home for, for our people, finding a place where we could well and truly call home. And then I am in this one's debt, and he gestures at Rowan, and I've, I've made some friends along the way, and he gestures at Sue and Rid. And they've, they've been most helpful, but I would say I am purely here by accident, and I was not expecting to see you. 
but I am happy that I have found you. Even though our parting was not under the best of circumstances. When you say that, he uses his hand to, like, just slightly push away from you. If one isn't even aware that you're here, then we really are fucked. One sent me with his blessing, but you're right, he doesn't know that we are in Arborea. Or what remains of this cursed place. What brought you here, brother? I saw you with this Commander Adrian. He looks to you now, but looks to you angry, upset. How do you know this? How do you know any of this? And he pushes you away to get his own space and stumbles on the way back. You come here to what, to cast judgment on me? Like Rosie? Huh? You spent all this time looking down at me, choosing to what? Look at the other brother, the one who never, and just begins to breathe. If you came here five, that is your doing. I already died once. I don't need to repeat this again. He now looks at all of you. Whatever brought you here is not of my doing. Or at least at hope, it wasn't. And I apologize for whatever. And it's just now fueling with anger and frustration. I don't know what brought you here. I don't know what made you arrive. But I can only speak for you. Turns to you five. I wanted what was best for me. I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. In my way. And yes, they didn't align with the precious ways of Berndarium. But do you know what life is outside of that place? It's eternal. It's lush. It's beautiful. And it keeps going for miles and miles. Only to find that once you arrive at that beautiful, sacred place that you long for, it's just this. And you look around now as the fog begins to roll in thicker. And he says, I'm sorry, brother. There's no light. There's no hope here. There is no, no, no laughter. There's no joy. There is none of that. Seven. What did you do here? I saw. I saw how you were being manipulated. I saw through the Haven Eye. What was Commander Adriot doing? How is the Arcanum involved? He gets really close to you. That's the problem with you, brother. It's that you can never think that somebody would just think of these things. That somebody has to be puppeteering. Whatever it is that you saw, whatever vision you were instilled upon by that fucking tree, that was in manipulation, brother. That was my own choosing. And you see as he turns around, angry, not necessarily making eye contact with the rest of you, as this is kind of a very misplaced but personal anger between him and Five. 
whatever I did was not a manipulation, was not somebody taking control over me. It was me choosing to do something for myself for once. What did you choose? What is this handiwork of yours? How are you involved? Who created the blighted tree creatures? What part do you have to play in this? I had the part to play in this story. But those... And he looks up now at the sky. Those hags. They used me. For things outside of my control. You watch as Seven stands there and the fog begins to roll in thick. And the sky darkens. From the distance in the trees. What looked like fireflies. But instead of yellow light, it is of a white light. All around the trees in the distance that illuminate in like a circle around you all. I met somebody once. Somebody that was just like me. And I trusted him. I would do anything for him. And he led me here. And I was... <laughs> you know what I was, Five? I was like you. I was appreciated in such a way because I could provide something others couldn't even think of. And where did that get me? You watch as he raises his arm, the one that was broken, without taking his eyes off of you. Where did that get you? Do you even know what you're up against? Do you even understand who the Arcanum is? What he can do to you? What they can transform you into? No, you don't. And like me, you will die here. You will all die here. And I'm sorry. Five takes his left hand and holding Seven up, giving him more support. Taking his right hand, puts it on Seven's chest. Your part here is done, brother. You were given a gift. And now I'm taking it away. And I'm going to cast Wither and Bloom. Basically attacking the Validite. And trying to basically extract it from him. Five, you take hold of your brother. Place your hand on his chest. And just as you feel the magic, the arcane pulse through you, the validite connect and find where inside of seven his validite is. You begin to cast Wither and Bloom. Does a 19 hit? Yes. You take your hand and you hear, what are you doing? And as you look up, you see seven just deck you on the side of your face and you hit the ground. You take six points of bludgeoning damage 
as he makes contact with you and you all see now this powerful hit right across Five's face. And Seven stand there and he goes, what are you doing? You came here for what? To do this? To end me? You're not two. You're not four. You are my brother. You don't know anything. You don't know what I did. You don't know what became of Adrian. You don't know anything, Five. And he walks up to you, coiling back from the hit, and he grabs your chest even though he's looking up at you. And he says, You were supposed to be there for me. And now, in death, you betray that trust. And he lets go. Then you're just like him. Go ahead. Join him. Go to him. Seek out the hags. Find Adrian. Do whatever it is that you want to do. We're all stuck here. It's all hopeless. It's all just eternal damnation. The people will die in that city. You will all perish eventually. And me, you watch as that point, his finger falls and hits the ground. And he looks down at it. And you hear five, the same familiar voice. Your time is up. And seven says, and me, as the pieces begin to fall, I was just trying to do the right thing. One by one, his leg falls and he begins to crumble. And just before he falls, he looks at you and he goes, brother, you have to believe me. Falls again. Now his chest piece breaks, cracks open. You have to believe me. I tried. His entire torso now hits the ground and his eyes flicker. Seven powers down. What the fuck, Five? Five takes a step back from Seven. Just is staring down at the pieces. Just without any words. We come all this way to find your brother instead of Olga, and you try to kill him? You decide. You decide who lives and who dies. That's up to you to decide. You bring him... I don't... You... I don't even... What was the point? Olga's gone. What was the point? If you were just going to kill him. Is that how you treat your sibling? What, they, they don't follow whatever Brundarium wants them to do? You just cast them out? You didn't even listen to what he had to say. Five turns on Rid, like wheels on them. A weird thing happens with Five's eyes as they sort of do the flickering thing on Rid. And it's like there there's like memories there given body language the emotion that or the feeling that you get from five in this moment as he hesitates as he sort of looks at rid and he feels just immense shame i'm sorry you're right 
I... I acted rashly. I had a sister too, you know. I would never have done that to her. And I don't understand how you could. So Zue, having never seen Five go this hostile towards someone that has not been hostile towards him, looks to be reaching in her component pouch, waiting while you're talking to Rid. Prepared to end combat if need be. Like, she looks like ready to cast something. The second words started to get heated after hearing Seven collapse and just his final words that we're all going to die. Rowan has his hands on his hips and is just pacing, occasionally looking up into the forest where he saw Salune. Not saying anything, but visibly disgruntled. Five hears everything that Rid has said. You're, you're right, you're right, Rid. I've done something wrong. Something... I don't know if it was me or if it was some part of me that... Like I was being commanded to reclaim the Validite. So that it could be repurposed. That is the thought that comes into my mind. But I don't know... I cannot say for certain if it is my own. Okay, so you also have freaky mind shit going on is what I'm hearing. So, Rowan has freaky mind shit, you have freaky mind shit. I'm guessing I shouldn't go talk to the hot elf. What? What? There was a hot elf over in the trees, came in on the fog, fascinated with me. What does... Temperature. What does temperature have to do with it? Are they on fire? She means attractive. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. It's an elf. He. They have white hair. They got white eyes. Cool looking, basically, in a hood, in a cloak. Told me I should go talk to them if I want Olga back, which I feel like I am obligated to do because we wasted the fucking locate spell on a brother you were going to kill anyway. But I'm not the one who's going to take this group apart. So, once again, Olga's going to suffer for all the shit that's going on with us. Five looks down at Rid. And again, his eyes just sort of flicker on the emotions that Rid is displaying. And sort of, he cross-references all of the times that he has ever flickered on Rid and how, for the most part, they have been emotionless. And in this moment, he realizes that he and Rid, they have something in common. And it is a sort of a single-mindedness to find a part of them. And he gets uncomfortably close as he sort of lurches down and looks directly into, almost on their level, looks directly into Rid's eyes. I've done something wrong. I have failed. This does not have to be a complete loss for us. For you. If we want to go find Olga, 
I am there for you. But I'm also conscious of Salune telling us that it's dangerous. Right, Rowan? I don't even know if it was Salune anymore. I don't know what to believe. Who to trust. What's even the point anymore? He said we're all gonna fucking die, so... What next? Well, first of all, that was bullshit. Second of all, I can't believe I'm the one who has to give this speech right now. Third of all, all the bullshit stops right now. That does not exclude you, and Rid turns on Zue. Why did you run? I thought I saw Ilianos, but now hearing that you all saw them in the woods too, probably not. I just thought I could get answers. This is who we trust. We trust the people right here. Seven doesn't know shit. Seven doesn't know who we are. Seven thinks that we're all just going to die. He doesn't know us. We know us. Okay? And that means all the bullshit stops. It's the four of us. And we're going to make it fucking out of here. Um. What? Speaking of Seven, could I... And Zue looks very nervously towards Five. Could I borrow a part of him to test out a theory, possibly? Just a fingerprint. Or whatever you would count as fingers. Zoe. That's a bit morbid, don't you think? It's about the it's for the book. It's for five, the book. Five turns and looks at Zue with sort of like it, this incredulous look. I know it sounds really bad, but I just want to make sure that whether or not to confirm if the Arcanum has been spying on us. Right, you weren't there for that conversation. It was the ink and its properties, possibly, that wrote the message i'm hoping the fingerprint being pressed on will also say seven confirmed the same way adrian did i will take note for an answer but you saw what happened when i pressed adrian's fingerprints in my book my thinking is people who had involvement with the arcanum have their records and if anything it would tell us any information that they would have had in my book anyways. Five considers for a moment, I'm conflicted about this. Could I offer maybe a suggestion? Since we don't know where to go, why don't we maybe like rest here and then you can think about it overnight? We know where to go, it's the hot elf. I thought we made up our mind that we're not going to talk to him. I thought we made up our mind we were gonna get Olga back. We have a direction that's better than talking to someone who can clearly shapeshift and manipulate our minds. It sounds like we all saw four different people in the same spot, Rid. Zue, if you can, do your best to handle whatever piece you extract with care, I will allow it. At this point, Five is also going to try and find the Validite core that exists within seven. So Zue's gonna pour the ink into her palm cupped and then try and dip seven's fingers in this little like puddle and then hold the book page up to the fingers and gently press them down so as to not remove any body parts. Before you scattered into pieces what remains of seven. Five, you would know that the Validite has to be housed in this very secure, but somewhat attainable place. And you would know about more because of your connection, not only to seven, but to six as well. 
you know kind of where you're looking in that moment where the chest plate would be to the right pressed up against being sort of shielded by both metal and sap is Nivalidite, which you're able to remove. And as you do, this small kind of crystal is in your palm of your hand. You see now that seven truly all the color just fades. Azue, you take Seven's finger, you dip it into your ink, and you press it to your book. There really isn't fingerprints. It's just kind of pieces. But you do this, Zue, and what you find is just almost like a black ink blob that just is pressed up against the paper. It's not until five comes up with the validite in his hand that you see the ink rise from above the page and begin to sort of like bubble. And then if you were to take paint and throw it up against a wall, it just all of a sudden in the page that you have, it just disperses. And slowly you watch as the ink begin to connect itself like Seven did. And the ink begins to come together in the paper and it begins to slowly reveal a very beautiful and polished image of Seven. And in there you see Seven, creation of Berndarium, excommunicated. Any further details, speak to Commander Adrian or Ilianas. So it is confirmed then. Seven was a part of this group, but he, from what I can gather, outlived his usefulness to them. Or he tried to stop something that they were trying to do. I think he got mixed up in the wrong crowd. From what you've told me about Seven, and from what he said in your conversation, he just wanted to belong somewhere. He wanted to have a purpose, he wanted to do what he wanted to, and he must have thought, just like we all did, that the Arcanum was changing. That the Arcanum was, hopefully, going to bring about a new era in Vendrea. Of peace and hope and God knows what other lies they told him. His eagerness to fit in and have meaning, it might have made him let his guard down. And they might have just taken advantage of that. I think he really just wanted to fit in. And you see Zue's hands are kind of shaking a little bit while holding the book. Rid, glancing down at the words, or Ilionas, on the page, steps up to Zue and kind of rests her hands on Zue's hands to steady them. Zue, forgive me. And she takes the hand that Zue is holding the ink in and turns it upside down so the ink spills over the page and presses Zue's entire hand down onto the page. You take Zue's hand and you press it onto the book. You watch as Zue's hand, when it makes contact in this way with the book, shines blue. As the ink on the page begins to turn from black to blue. When you remove the hand, you just see a fingerprint and the ink now begins to 
almost like calligraphy begin to weave in and out of the fingers and the palm and begins to spread, revealing on the very top, Zue. Underneath, names of choice, aliases, as a list of names begin to be written underneath, one after the other after the other, a description, Zue, incredibly important to Ilianas. Arcanum, keeping a close eye. And there in the image begins to form, you see what looks like a neck that resembles that of Zue. And you see what looks like a bluish face that comes up to two sets of semi-pointed ears, a bald head, white piercing eyes and white freckles with blue freckles mixed in between. And you see a profile. Then the page turns. You now see almost a diagram of Zue's back where the snake tattoo is coming up behind. But one thing remains, the bluish skin with the pointed ears. You see an entire description of Zue. Changeling, able to adapt and perform in ways Ilianas himself has recommended to the highest degree. You see drawings, sketches of Zue's hands, and then you see the page turn again. And you see the blue-faced, no-hair individual next to the picture of Zue who you currently see before you. Then you see another sketch, that of a thin man with a small beard, curly hair, bluish eyes. Then that of a woman with brown, long hair, a crooked nose, an eye patch over an eye. All kinds of different images that make up Zue, one after the other. And at the end of it all, at the bottom, in Ilinas's writing, Zue is just like me. She's very important to me. I would do anything for Zue. And I know she feels the same. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh my God. Good God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, Sin. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch us in two weeks, where the secrets that have laid in darkness begin to reveal themselves. And the Arcanum is always watching. There was a hot elf over in the trees, came in on the fog, fascinated with me, as most are. Actually, take that part out. Rid's, Rid's not happy enough to do a joke. <laughs> <laughs>